Welcome to Stories from the Heart. I'm your host, Sandra McDevitt. Today, the true story of an Irish mother who is glad that her only son is to become a priest, but not so glad when he chooses to go to the missions, and she may never see him again. Stay tuned for another touching story on Stories from the Heart. Mrs. Donovan could have stayed on her farm in Ireland when her husband died, with his brother's son doing for her and the son's wife taking the hard work in the house off her hands. But as the nephew would come into it all after her time, since her Danny had been called to be a priest, she decided to hand everything over to the young people at once and live comfortably in town on what they should pay to her. For two reasons, this suited her better than staying at the old place. Her health was going, and though not much past the prime of life, she was frail, so that a quiet life in rooms in the city would be better for her than the bustle and responsibility of a big farm. And then, now, this was the chief reason, her new home would be within walking distance of the church. For all the years of her married life, she'd been obliged to content herself with Mass on Sundays and Holy Days on first Fridays of the month and on those days four times a year when the station for the neighborhood was held in the Donovan house. How well she remembered the first time that her Danny was able to take his father's place in serving one of those station masses. A mere baby he seemed to be, but he answered the Latin prayers like a man, understanding the ceremonies and ready to wait on every want of the priest. Why, Even in those days, he was preparing for the call that was to come to him. And when it did come, his parents gave him gladly to God, though he was their only son. And after her husband's death, Mrs. Donovan's lonely life was cheered by the thought of that wonderful day that was coming, when Father Daniel Donovan would himself stand at the altar and hold in his consecrated hands the body of our Lord. Every morning now in the city, Mrs. Donovan had Mass within her reach. Every morning found her in the church, and as year came after year, and she was always there, the place she had come to occupy would have seemed quite strange without her. Danny's yearly vacation was what she lived for, and if each time he came home she was, well, a little smaller than last year, a little more frail, He soon forgot that his first impression had been one of change, because in herself she seemed to be the same. Danny got more than halfway through his studies when he was obliged to give her a terrible shock. Their own bishop would have accepted him for their home diocese, but a further call was sounding in his ears. He felt that our Lord's words were meant directly for him when he said, Go ye and teach all nations, baptizing them. Surely it was because this call was intended for him that he seemed always to be coming across accounts of the foreign missions, allusions to the millions of souls in China and elsewhere in need of baptism, and appeals for workers in our Lord's vineyards. 
and one worker he could give himself. That was what he had to tell his mother after consulting his confessor at the college. He would never be a priest at home in Ireland. He would say his first Mass at home and stay with her for perhaps a few weeks after that. Then he would have to say goodbye to her for years, probably forever. She was one of those who knew nothing about the unbaptized heathens in China or anywhere else. Yet, holy woman as she was, when Mrs. Donovan knew that Danny had heard a call from God to work in the missions, her prayers were all that the holy will should be done, and that she might be made glad of Danny's vocation. Seldom though she had missed daily Mass before, now she was never absent. What her fine she was there, praying for Danny, and for herself she prayed that she might be made glad of his wanting to go far away to the missions. It was within a year of his ordination when she became so ill that even the short walk to the church was too much for her failing strength. Mrs. Donovan, said the priest, meeting her as she struggled along the short way that separated the church from her house, this walk in the early morning is really too much for you. You'll be doing yourself harm if you come out in this cold weather when you're really not fit for it. Ah, but it's to pray for me, boy, Father, she insisted, and the day would seem so lonesome if I didn't get to Mass in the morning. Still, Miss Donovan, urged the priest, it's not like a Sunday. You could pay a visit to the Blessed Sacrament later in the day when it's less cold. There's no obligation to go to Mass on a weekday. Oh, it's no obligation, Father, she repeated. But it's my privilege, and I'm very loath to give it up. Indeed, it was only the doctor's absolute command that later kept her at home. Doctor, she said, I know there's not much you can do for the likes of me, but there's two prayers I send up to heaven, morning and night, that I may live to see my boy ordained a priest, and that I may be made glad of his vocation to go to the missions. Do what you can for me about the first, the other I must leave to God. It seemed not only to the doctor, but to everyone who saw her, that Mrs. Donovan could not last for as many weeks as there were months due to pass before the ordination of Danny. And yet her prayers went on, though she and others knew they would never be offered in the church again, for she could not leave her room. The end was not likely to be sudden, but Danny understood that any day might bring a summons to him to go home and see her die. And he too insisted in prayer on the two favors for which his mother was longing, that she might be spared to be present at his first Mass and that she might be rewarded for the welcome she had given to the will of God in the sacrifice of her wish to see him a priest at home in Ireland by being made actually glad of his vocation to go elsewhere. He knew well that this last was something more than, humanly speaking, was probable, and after a time, too, he realized that the former request, that his mother's life might be prolonged over the six months until his ordination should take place, was becoming practically impossible. But then, one morning, a letter came which almost put an end to any hope of their prayers being favorably answered. 
Mrs. Donovan was worse. Her mind was clear, but her body was all but ebbed away. The doctor's report was that she might live a few weeks longer, or death might come at any moment. But now, something unexpected happened. The vicar apostolic for whose mission Danny was to be ordained had received orders from Rome to undertake a work which demanded his immediate return to China, and on this account he wished the students who had been expecting to sail with him in six months' time to prepare for immediate ordination. It was on account of this that the head of the seminary had sent for Danny Donovan and another seminarian, and he had told them that they must be ready to begin their retreat at once so that the day of their ordination could be advanced as the vicar apostolic directed. Then, all at once, Danny felt certain that his mother would live to see the fulfillment of her desire, a fulfillment that was being made possible in a way no one had thought of. During the days of retreat, no fear of her dying troubled him. Only while preparing with all his heart for the tremendous sacrament of holy orders, Danny prayed again and again, indeed the intention was with him always, that since Almighty God was so wonderfully answering the first part of their prayer, he would grant the second also. The day of Danny's ordination came, and though his mother could not witness the ceremony, the bishop had given permission that Danny's first Mass should be said in his mother's room, the room where she lay dying, and there Danny said it. At first Mass, unlike any other, it was. Once again Mrs. Donovan enjoyed her special privilege of hearing Mass, and with it this time was the wonderful honor of being the mother of a priest. Afterwards he came to her, and she kissed his anointed hands and laid her own upon his head. Mother, he murmured, our prayers have been answered in a most wonderful way. The first part, at least. The first part, her voice was so weak as to be only a whisper. Sure, the second part as well. Aren't I glad and proud and grateful for your called foreign parts? For without the blessing of that call, why ever would he have got to be ordained for me to see? For a week more she lived on, just alive, just able to receive Holy Communion from his hands. And then God took her, and it was her pre-son who said the last prayers over her coffin and her grave. And in his heart there was scarcely room for sorrow because of the thanksgiving that filled it when he thought of how their prayers had been heard. A Prayer for Missionaries Keep them, I pray thee, dearest Lord, keep them, for they are thine, the priests who live in foreign lands at thy consecrated shrine. Keep them, for they are in the world, though from the world apart. When they are tired and overwhelmed, shelter them in thy heart. Comfort them, though far away, in hours of loneliness and pain, when all their life of sacrifice seems but in vain. Keep them, and remember, Lord, 
they have no one but thee. They have only human hearts with human frailty. Keep them as spotless as the host that daily they caress. Their every thought and word and deed deign, dearest Lord, to bless. Mary, Queen of the Clergy, pray for them. St. Teresa of Lisieux, Patroness of Missionaries, intercede on their behalf. Thank you for joining us on Stories from the Heart. Today's true story was written by Alice Dees from her book, Blue Gowns. Stories from the Heart is recorded in the studios of Ave Maria Radio. To reach me, email Sandra at AveMariaRadio.net. I'm Sandra McDevitt. May God bless the rest of your day. Missed a show? Not sure if it came from Ave Maria Radio? Go to AveMariaRadio.net. A list of shows and hosts are there. And if you find the show you're looking for, you can hear the whole thing again by going through the Ave Maria Radio audio archives. For two years, we've recorded nearly every show from Ave Maria Radio. Just click on the audio archives message located at the center of our homepage. Now you even have more reasons to become a radioactive Catholic by going to AveMariaRadio.net.